Thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Ben Evenson. We're going to launch this new theme this month, and it's called Extra Extra. Can you say that? Extra Extra. How many of you read the newspaper on a regular basis? Exactly. You have no idea. This used to be how they got people's attention before notifications. So if you can, like, rewind, shh, shh. If you can rewind like 40 years and imagine a notification popping up on your doorstep every morning that said extra, extra so-and-so's birthday today. Got it? Help them have a happy birthday, right? You know how this works? So extra, extra was equivalent to what we know as notifications that pop up on our phones nowadays. Are you with me? Side note, if you've never seen the movie Newsies, go see it. Anyway. Go see it. Rent it. You can't go see it in a theater. It's old. But Christian Bale. Whew. Anyway, no, I'm kidding. Just kidding. No, it's an awesome movie, though. I love it. It's a musical. And I like it's a manly musical because it's almost all dudes. So it's not as... What? No, they're not. They're not all manly. Okay. Shh. Got another little tangent there. So, no, literally what we want to talk to you about this month, if you can give me some of your attention for a little bit, is I want to talk about the extra, extra of God. Is that cool? How many of you could use a little extra God? Yeah? How about that, right? Okay, raise your hand here. Tell me something. Is God completely 100% fair? Raise your hand if, if you think God is 100% completely fair. Okay. That's a nice thought, but can you believe this? Can you believe this? It's nowhere mentioned in the Bible that God is fair. I'm going to burst a bubble for a few of you that are like, what? Okay. I'm sorry to break it to you. Wherever you stand on the political spectrum, God is not a socialist. Okay. <gasps> right? I know. I said it. I said it, didn't I? But listen to me. How do I know this? This is where it has to be like, Ben, you can't just say that and not back it up somehow, right? Are you with me on this? I simply give you one word as my submission to why God is not a socialist. He is completely just. Let me clarify that just and fair are not the same thing, okay? They're not actually, okay? He exacts justice where it is necessary but he does not necessarily do everything flatline across the board for everybody exactly the same. Are you with me on that? Do you see that? Okay. So the one word that I want to submit to you that shows this is a really small, wonderful word we like to call favor. Favor. Now tell me, somebody raise your hand and tell me what does favor mean? Yes getting more than someone else. Yeah, that's pretty good. What else? Favor. What does favor mean? I know we all have these words that we totally know, but we have no idea what they mean, right? Everybody's like, I know what it means, but I can't tell you. So neither could I. So I looked it up in the dictionary. (laughs) This doesn't take a rocket scientist, okay? Damick probably would know this, right? You like study the dictionary for fun, right? Anyway, so here we go. Shh. All right. 
This is the first definition in Webster's Dictionary of favor. It says, something done or granted out of goodwill, rather than from justice or remuneration, which I don't even know what that means, or remuneration, the a kind act to ask favor. And then down here it says right here, excessive kindness or unfair partiality, partiality, I said that right, preferential treatment to someone or some people with favor and others maybe with neglect. Now, I'm not saying that's the biblical definition of favor, but it brings out some piece of truth to what it is that we're going to talk about tonight, and it's the extra, extra of God, that he is desiring to pour out into people's lives. However, God is asking for your extra, extra, for him to deposit his extra, extra into. Does this make sense? Okay, how do I know that favor matters? Okay, Luke 2, uh, verse 52. It's very, very simple. It's talking about Jesus right after he was at the temple, right? And uh, his parents left him for three days. That's kind of a bad day for the parents of God. Like three days they realized, where's Jesus, by the way? Like how many of your parents have not known where you were for three days? Mine have not, and I've not lived at home in like 20 years now, okay? Like not that long, okay? Listen. Jesus, it says right here, after that whole occurrence, he says, and he obeyed his mother and father, and Mary pondered all these things in her heart. And then right after that, after that, it says, Jesus continued to grow in, does anyone know? Well, that's, that's coming, but the first word, wisdom, it's got a W, wisdom, and stature. What does stature mean? Height. Like tallness, like he was 12 at the time, so you assume he might have gotten taller. It says Jesus continued to grow in wisdom. Okay, that makes sense. In stature, that makes sense. And in favor with God and with man. Which means an, like a partiality, an excessive kindness given to him by God and man as he pursued the heart of God and grew in wisdom, stature, and favor with God. How many of you believe Jesus had the favor of God upon him? Whoa, right? Exactly. So here's the deal. Jesus set for us an example of a way to walk and a way to live. So if, how many of you are 12 years old in this room? So I'm hoping that you're all growing in wisdom and stature. How many of you are 14, 16, 18? Okay. Are you growing in wisdom and stature? Maybe. Some of you are like, I haven't grown since I was five. It's terrible, right? It's like, that was my problem too. Now, like, I hit this height, I think, in like ninth grade, and it just stopped. I was like, what? I was also like 120 pounds. It was gross. Anyway, seriously, took me a while to put some weight on, and now it's excessive. Anyway, um. So here's the deal. Jesus walked and moved and grew in favor with God, which means that there's something that God was depositing with Jesus as he went that was not equal or not fair, quote unquote, to everyone else around him. Because if everybody has the same amount of favor, is it favor at all? No, because then it would just be fair. It's only favor if it's above and beyond the baseline. 
Make sense? So would you agree? Anybody, can anybody say and argue to me, everybody has equal favor with God? I don't think that's the case. I'm really sorry if, you, if that really ruins your whole experience. But what I want to do is I want to look at a parable that Jesus talked about because this is, Jesus is a really good resource for truth. Okay? So, um, and this is like one of many stories that Jesus told. Okay? How many of you know what parables are? Somebody give me a definition, the real Sunday school definition. Anybody know the Sunday school definition? Kind of. Oh, my. Stop. Anyway, a what? Okay, a story Jesus told to teach people. Kind of, yes, what? Okay, a specific story made. Now, listen, understand, Jesus was not a liar. However, many of his stories were simply made-up scenarios, his parables that were stories that connected to people's real everyday life that taught a kingdom principle about how God was and what it was like because that was a frequent phrase out of Jesus' mouth is the kingdom of God is like. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay, he would say like... uh a tree or a vine, right? And it's kind of like, abide in me. I am the vine. You're the branches. Jesus wasn't saying we're all plants. Does this make sense? Don't get all like confused. Like, I don't know, man. I don't even like vegetables. Like, don't get too, like, these were, these are metaphors, if you will, that describe something of heavenly value, of heavenly truth. Okay, so this is one of the parables that Jesus talked about. And so I don't know that this really, truly happened this way. But what he was doing is very specifically conveying a truth of heaven and the heart of God. Okay, it's known as the parable of the talents. Ooh, how many of you know what talent means? How many of you got talent? I know America's got talent, right? Come on, right? Talent, right? We just think immediately we're like, ooh, Skills and abilities and all that kind of stuff. Now listen, in this story, that might exactly be what it means on a spiritual level. But in the story of this time, it wasn't talents at all. Talents was a measurement of gold. Yes. Right? Measurement of gold equaling approximately, I I don't know if I have the math exactly right or the fact exactly right, but somewhere right around a year's salary was one talent. So in today's day and age, that's somewhere between fifty dollars and $100,000 just average, okay? We'll say, like, that's a, a good, this was a rich guy, okay? And it says in the story, I'm not going to read the whole thing because I don't want to, like, you, most of you have heard it before, but it basically says there was a very rich guy, and he was going to go away for a while, okay? We're talking, like, if you think about kingdom, let's start the analogy right now, okay, the parallel. Jesus, the, the wealthy king, right, he's got a lot of resources, right, is going away for a little while. He's telling the people right before he goes away for a while. Okay, got it? And when he left, he took three of his servants, and he came to them, and he said, Hey, guys, I'm going away for a while. I'm going to entrust you with my money, and I will return. And we'll settle up accounts, is what he said. Okay? So he goes to the first one, and because he knew these three guys... Okay, his servants, he knew them well, personal relationship. They worked for him, and obviously if he's going to trust a lot of money to them, he ought to know them a little bit. So he goes to the first guy, and he says, here, I give you five talents. That's five years' salary, 
How many of you could go for a quarter million to somewhere about a half million dollars? Just, here you go, right? Sweet, right? To the next guy, he goes, two talents. So we'll say it's somewhere between $100,000 and $200,000. You okay with that? Everybody good? The next guy gets somewhere fifty to 100000 You okay with that? So to the three guys, he gives different measures of his fortune based on, and it says, based on their ability. He knew. He knew what kind of workers they knew they were. He knew what kind of guys they were. But he gave everybody something. Keyword. Got it? Something. And what happens is the master goes away, and after a long time, he comes back. And he calls his three servants to him and said, guys, let's settle up. How'd you do? And the first one comes up that had five talents, and he goes, master, I have taken your five talents. I invested it. I worked. I used it. I did this. And it has returned five more talents. He's holding ten talents in his hands, okay, or whatever in his arms. Gold, okay? So that's like a million dollars roughly just for fun, okay? Million dollars. And the master goes, hey, not bad. In the actual Bible words, well done, good and faithful servant, right? You've been faithful with little. Now, this was a small amount for this dude. He's like, you were good with a million dollars. so." And he says, I will entrust you with much. That's a pretty cool statement, right? That guy's got to be like, right? You know, and then the master goes to the next guy who had two talents, right? Not as much as the other guy, right? But the master goes, how to go? And he goes, I had two, and I made it gain two more. And I got, so he's got four talents now. And the master says what? You kind of good. No, I'm kidding. He didn't. He said, well done, good and faithful servant, right? You did something with it. So the third servant, he walks up to him and he goes, how'd it go? He had one talent, one talent, 50 grand. How many of you have some plans if you have 50 grand or 75 grand? Plans, right? This guy's like, well, I was afraid of you because I know that you're a very, you know, tight guy. Like, you don't, it's like he just gave you $100,000 or whatever. Like, what? Anyway, so he's like, I was afraid of you, so I buried it. So here's your one talent back. You know, he's all happy and proud of himself. I didn't lose it. And now you don't have to be mad at me. The master's response instantaneously to the guy was, you fool, you lazy, wretched little punk, essentially. Rough translation of the Ben version, okay? But literally, he goes to this guy and he's like, what? He's like, you did nothing with what you were given. Nothing. He said, you could have at least gone and put it with a banker, and when I came home, I would have at least got $5 in interest on top of it. At least. And if he had, just think about that, if he had done at least something with it, what would the master's response have been with him? Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with little. I will entrust you with much. But on, this, on the other side, he was like, I don't know. Master's going to maybe do bad things. Like, I don't want to risk anything. You know, he didn't. There was no trust in the master. So what happens? The master goes, take the talent from that guy and give it to the one who's got 10. And it goes into some really gruesome, awful talk at the end. I'll read it because you all want to know now, don't you, right? Right? It says, it's like, it's like, this is brutal. Okay, this is for real. It says, um, where's the end? 
Oh, here we go. For everyone who has, who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That was Jesus. It's in red letters in my Bible. I know, bite your lip. Like, oh. So listen to me. I know, it's like, oh, this just got really unhappy in here. No. Listen, guys. These are pictures of of God and what he's doing. He's gone. Christ went away for a while. He left you at least one talent we like to call the Holy Spirit. On top of that, he left you with abilities, giftings, actual talents that you have been entrusted to steward and to take care of and to advance the kingdom of the master while he's away. It's what you are here for. He goes, you get this. You get my entire inheritance. You get my entire fortune. I'm spreading it out. It doesn't matter how good or bad or whatever you are. He gives everybody something and entrusts them to be faithful with it. And it says right there at the end, for those who have, will have, or who are faithful will get even more. And those who aren't, it will be taken from them and given to the ones who are faithful. I don't know exactly what that means and what that looks like, and I don't think it matters. The point is something inside of us as Christians need to be in touch with the reality that our master has given us the days we have, the life we have, the abilities that we have, whatever that might look like. Don't look at the guy next to you and go, he got two talents. This isn't fair. I'm going to bury mine. Come on. But do we do this? In our own everyday life, like, oh, we look around, wow, she's so much prettier than me, and oh, she's so much better at this than me, and you, you know, he's way better at music than me, and oh my gosh, he's like way the best. And we get real caught up in what God gave everybody else, and we stuff our own in the garbage, bury it in the ground, and when he comes back and says, what'd you do? I don't know, I was worried about everybody else having more. Thank you. High five, girl. Come on. God is desiring to pour out his extra, extra into your life. That might look like millions of dollars. That might look like D1 volleyball skills. Right, Marissa? Anyway, you're awesome. Anyway, I just had to peg you out, right? That might look like an ability to work with people for Jeremiah to be a consultant and like go and like tell companies how to, he just talks and makes money. I mean, come on, right? That's a gift. That is so cool, right? Every single person's been given something, a deposit from God. And you're being entrusted from the time he left to the time he comes back, metaphorically speaking, right? When he returns and he'll say, let's settle up accounts. What did you do to grow my kingdom? What have you been doing? Because I'm looking to pour extra into your life if you were faithful. Lots of extra. This is really good. In Psalm, I'm going to try to find it really fast. Psalm 84. I've been at, like digging Psalms more lately. Psalm. Psalms, the Psalms. Anyway. It's good because they're really short chapters. If you have a hard time reading a whole chapter a day in the Bible, get to Psalms. A lot of them are really little. Anyway, it's so helpful. 
This is like so practical and simple. I know some of you are like, I fall asleep after like a paragraph. Psalm is written like songs. So even the lines only have like two or three words per line. It's really great. And it's like all centered and it's so easy to read. Anyway, totally irrelevant at the moment. Kind of. Here we go. Psalm 84. I have to find which verse because I didn't write it down. Here we go. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. Shh, guys. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. How many of you like that status? What if Facebook status, right? No good thing is God withholding from me because my walk is blameless before him. That's not, doesn't mean, ooh, look, I walked this perfect Christian life. It means my walk is blameless because I've claimed the blood of Jesus over my life and my sins are washed away like we did with the trash can last week, gone. You can walk a blameless life and live in that place and never accept sin as that's just part of who I am. But say, no, Jesus took that away from me and I will never, ever, ever be okay with sin in my life. Doesn't mean you never will mess up. So huge. You can walk blamelessly before God and it says it's a promise in God's word. He will not withhold any good thing from those whose walk is blameless before him. But that takes concentrated effort. And let me tell you, when you're in love, it's really easy to do. It's prom season right now. You see all the Facebook posts of the perfect proposals for prom, right? I'm spitting. Sorry, girls. Up here. And and Andrew, sorry, guys. Prom proposals. It's just spit everywhere, okay? Right? How many of you are hearing all the stories? Oh, my gosh. It's like when you care, when you're passionate about something, it's very easy to care about every little detail going exactly how you want. Right? You get these guys who are like basically big old football players that buy flowers and they make a card and they like set up all their friends and they put on music and you're kind of like, what in the world? What is coming out of these guys? They normally just like smash people on the football field, but suddenly they're just like in touch with their feelings. You know why? You know why this happens? Because suddenly there's a passion that directs them to the details of life that matter. And they care and they work it out with excellence. They give their extra, extra to something that matters. So here's the call for your entire life, you guys. What are the things that really matter? I heard this amazing quote from Chris Valentin. I really like him recently. It says, he said, lots of people do extraordinary things, like amazing things. But there's not a lot of people that do ordinary things extraordinarily well. So what does your everyday look like? I'm not saying like, ooh, you should all go be like t- TV preachers, evangelists, and healing ministries by, by next week. What do you do when you turn in your homework? What do you do when mom says, take the trash out? What do you do when mom says, mow the grass? What do you do when dad says, go wash the car? How many of you have ever had to vacuum the house? Do you, listen to me, 
Do you lift the furniture? Do you move the furniture? That's what needs really cleaned up is the crap you can't see. That's a good word from God right there. It's the crap you can't see that needs to get cleaned up. So when you get asked to vacuum, flip the furniture in a nice way. Okay, move it and vacuum all the popcorn and the peanut, all the stuff that's like all falling through the cushions. And you probably find money in the process. Extra, extra. Right? I'm so excited right now. Ah, What is this? Guys, this is the practicals. This is what God is saying. Be faithful in all that you do so that you will grow in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and mom and dad. I'm going to (laughs) fall. Oh, my gosh. There's a stage right there. Mom and dad, how many of you need favor at home? Duh, right? You're not entitled to it. Can I just say you're not entitled to the favor of your mother and your father? It's not a right that you have to have a cell phone. I'm so sorry. Oh, this is so good. Yeah, I said that. So listen, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a cell phone, but I'm saying you should live up to it. Your parents, whether they're messed up, broken, bad, good, whatever it might be, are living their lives and supporting and feeding you and putting clothes on you and paying your cell phone bill and your ridiculous overages. Yeah, yeah, they are, right? Some of you have to pay it back. I don't know, right? Give your best. Hold on. Give your best in every part of your life is what I'm trying to say. Don't do just enough because that's not your extra extra. That's just burying your talents in the ground, and then your parents come and say, oh, you vacuumed, kind of. Oh, come on, I'm a parent. I know what this looks like. You can see the lines go bonk, bonk up to the edge of the couch or the coffee table. Oh, and it's like even if the, all the lines touch each other, it's like amazing. It's kind of like, bonk, 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 I'm done. You've all done it. You're all laughing because you're guilty. You're so guilty. Are you with me on this? Oh, my word. How many? Listen. We can get really hyped up on being extraordinary in the big extraordinary ways. But when it comes to our daily life and the simple things that we do, grab your Bible in the morning and get in it and read it really well. Not just, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to do this. It's awful. Get in your word really, really well and grow in favor with God because he's not prowling the earth for a bunch of goody-goodies. He's looking for passionate hearts that are after him. What's that other verse I wrote down? I thought I had it here. Oh, Hebrews 11.6. This is really good. I'm going to stop after this, maybe. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. Hebrews 11. Where is it at? Hebrews eleven six. This is so good. Um, and without faith, listen. Without faith, is it? It is impossible to please God. It's right there in the Bible. Without faith, you got to believe. It's that song where I'll climb this mountain with my hands wide open. I will trust you, God. Right? 
You can trust the master. He gave you talents. Use them. They're the master's talents. And we're talking about God here. You can't screw this up as long as you do something with it. Use your faith and say, God, you got my back on this. It's not about me protecting myself. You've got the master backing up your talent that he trusted you. Do something to increase it in the little things. Okay, right here. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I lost that spot right here. But, or it says, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Earnestly. What does that mean? You guys can earnestly pursue and seek pizza. I know it. It's like, yes, somebody walks in the room with a stack of pizzas. It's like, it's like, can you do that? Listen to me. Can you do that with God? Will you earnestly seek him every day and watch what he's doing? He's going to pour out heaven all over you when you give your extra, extra and stop just going, God, I need, I need, I need. He died on the cross. He doesn't owe you anything. But he's happy to give you more every single day. It's his father heart. He doesn't, I don't owe my kids anything. But I tell you what, when they do things that honor me or please me, like, like, or just like shock me, like, you what? You took out the trash and I didn't ask? Like, that kind of stuff makes me go like extra dollar allowance. Like, and to a five-year-old, that's huge, okay? You guys are like a dollar? You're cheap. He's five, okay? Like, does this make sense? God doesn't owe us anything. So we need to be careful that we don't constantly ask and never give of who we are. It's okay to ask. God said ask. But that comes with relationship that you ask. You're not going to walk up to some stranger on the street and be like, can you buy me a cell phone? They'll be like, no. You go to dad for that. Why? Because you're in relationship. And if he believes that you have given your extra, extra in such a way, he goes, yes. Even if he doesn't owe it to you. Does that make sense? Stand up on your feet. Ah, Now that your legs are totally numb. Ah! Can everybody hear okay still? I'm sweating. I'm like, we did workout earlier and I was sweating and then I showered and now I'm stinky again. Whew! Okay. Put your hands up in the air for me for a minute. This means something, guys, when we, like, do this. It's like, we're not just like, oh, you surrender to me or something. No, it's like, this is, this is an act to God that says, okay, God, I quit (laughs) trying to run this show on my own. I need your help. It's okay, like a million times a day to say, Holy Spirit, help me because I cannot do this on my own. I'm not asking any of you out of your human strength to be like super extra extras. It's an everyday pursuit that says, Holy Spirit, you're inside of me. I need you to help me. When you want to go work out and hit the gym every day, it really helps if you have a friend to go with you. And you call them every day and say, help me go to the gym. Because if your friend's not there, you probably won't go. The Holy Spirit is your helper. He's your friend going to the gym every single day. Who will, you say, help me get there. And he will help you get there. 
You cannot do it by yourself. Don't try. You'll burn yourself out and you'll end up really tired and mad at God because he didn't deliver. But you've got to say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I'm giving this to you. I want to give my extra extra in every part of my life. And he gives freely to those who earnestly seek him. He's excited to do it. So right now, do some business with God all by yourself and just whatever is on your heart right now. I'm not going to put language on what you need to say or do to God or with God or whatever, but talk to him right now. Whatever's stirring in your heart, if anything, anything you heard tonight is like, set something off in you or inspired you, encouraged you, take it to God and say, God, this spoke to me. How do I go forward from here? I want to live with absolute excellence in all that I do. I want to walk this thing out better than I ever have before, and I need your help, Holy Spirit. I want to grow in wisdom. I want to grow in favor with God and favor with man. And that's okay to go for that and to serve people well and to love people well. That's how you gain favor with the Most High God. Put your hand on somebody next to you. We love to do this corporate prayer thing, okay? It's like agreeing. It's like, oh, look, the Holy Spirit's here to help you. So are your friends right here, even if you don't know them. Don't hit each other. That's not nice. Wow. Shh. Okay. Focus. I want you to pray for the people next to you right now and just say, God, give them extra, extra. As they give you extra, extra. Father, I thank you for these amazing young people. God, I pray you would bless each one of them. I pray you would show yourself in mighty ways as they earnestly seek you this week, tonight, tomorrow, the week, the month, the year, an ongoing earnest seeking of your face and giving their extra, extra in the little things and the big things and their entire life before you. And God, I pray you would overwhelm them with your extra, extra every single day. In your name we pray. Amen. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.